Hello, my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my schmoopies. Hi. Money, 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 money. All right. I don't own the rights to that popular tune. I don't even know who sang that, but uh, you probably won't recognize it because guess what? I'm tone deaf. So really, they can't come for me. So oops. Um, The reason why I started I'm opening with the money, 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 money uh, is because it's kind of on topic. No, it's not kind of on topic. It is on topic. When you were We Beat Lads and Lasses, binary or non-binary, of course, were you taught about countries through the use of their flags, uh, currency, their geographical locations? So in fact, I, till this day, whenever I think about a country, I often think of their flags first and their currency. I mean, the emojis. I mean, right? If you type a country, suddenly they're offering you their flags as an emoji. So you can skip typing the entire word because apparently we should all know all the flags in of all countries. Anyway, uh, if you ask Professor Google, in fact, you know, Google any random country and you're the first thing you'll see will be their flags, followed by their geographical stats and capital and currency. Um, lover, puppy, kitten, schmoopy, listen to me. Listen to me. If you happen to know a numismatist, this episode should not only pique their interest, they might actually fall in love with you for sharing something they may be passionate about, a portion of what they may be passionate about. Um, And better yet, forward that episode to them. Um, after you listen. In fact, it's it's on the clean side, this particular episode, other than the word fuckery. If you think fuckery is naughty, then perhaps do not share it with a wee bit lad or lass. That was terrible, wasn't it? Womp, womp, womp. What the fuckery is numismatic art? <laughs> Well, we're about to find out. I'm Nadej August, your host. If this is your first time, welcome. And if you hit that subscribe or now follow button, you will be an automatic schmoopy. I'm Nadej August, your host, once again. And if you are new, I want to say a warm welcome. Bienvenido, bienvenue, and all that jazz. What the fuckery? Here's what you can expect. It's about it's a podcast about the things we hear about but don't know enough about. A series of conversations dedicated to non-normative topics, the things you hear and but don't know enough about. First-hand accounts of those who live the lifestyle, their truths, their concepts, the ones we'd struggle with understanding, the very things we should know about but are afraid to discuss. Our subjects and topics may or may not be mainstream, but our guests and sometimes experts 
depending on how you use that term, are in it, living their truth, whether we accept them or not. And if in that process, we manage to bring clarity to you and inspire you, dear listener, then thank you for being curious, open, and willing, and being my schmoopy. <laughs> in that vein today, my guest is, oh dear, limited in how much he can share due to the top secret nature of this particular art form. But uh, I must say, by the end of the convo, he proved to be uh, gracious, uh, enlightening, and quite censored. <laughs> His name is Michael Berman. Now, Michael is a supplier, self-described supplier of art, design, rendering, and dye lines for coinage, numismatics, bullion, and all things coin related. Now, this includes logo design. He does, he did some, he does some really cool stuff for Disney, by the way. Uh, we didn't delve into that, but it is worth noting that he is not just uh, Mr. Coin Man, bring me a coin. Um, no, he does really cool stuff. I think something with Indiana Jones with their big, he does all that packaging, logo design. Um, yeah, so the coin-related stuff, it includes logo designing, packaging, and advertising. Now, if I went on any longer about him, I'd be giving his art away, and that is not my place to do because he's the one in it. So let let him handle it. Michael, you're on, buddy. Michael, what the fuckery is numismatic art? I, that was just so funny to me. <laughs> I should say welcome first, but I was so intimidated by the word. I want, you know, I hear number new. I want to say new, but it's numismatic, right? To, my, to the best of my knowledge, correct. Well, I would hope so, since you are an expert. I just learned this term. I mean, I didn't even, I've never even heard of the term until I got into the industry, which was by a freak of accident, which I'm sure is a story for later in this conversation. Yeah. Um, well, how so, long ago was this? Um, I wandered into the field, we'll call it somewhere around 15, 16 years ago. Okay. So uh, you but, are uh, an expert, and it's uh, been... <laughs> I, I don't like the word expert, but we're, we're going to go with it anyway. All right. Well, okay. You are an artiste in that world. What is that? So my primary job, about 90% of my work is designing uh, currency coinage for foreign governments. Wow. So a lot of people think like, you mean like, uh, like, like Bitcoin? No, I'm talking like you go to the store, you spend the money and they give you back your change and you put it in your pocket. That, so like actual real money. So you're that guy who designs a coin. Yes, I'm one of one of those people. Yes. How many of you are there? Do you know? You know, I really don't have a clue, but it can't be that many. Yeah, I mean, you don't I, have I, I'd be surprised if there's more than. How, globally, I, I would be surprised if there's more than a couple hundred that do it full time. So you are a protected breed, aren't you? Sure, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I really don't know. I mean, most most of the colleagues I have are in the business, you know. So I mean, to me, on the surface, it looks like a lot, 
but from the outside looking in, I suspect there's, um, I suspect we're in a, a rare breed. I, I imagine because I certainly have never came across that term, let alone, but it is something I've wondered, like who designs this money? And a lot of countries have money, and please take no offense if you are from such country, I feel like look like monopoly <laughs> money, um, because we're so used to our own currency, at least I am, to our American dollars that whenever I travel to a foreign country and I see these beautiful, colorful, like orange uh, papers and, and, and designs, I think, oh, that's a little like monopoly. But I, 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 I digress. Um, so there are no conventions that you attend once a year. Um, no, but there, there is, there is an event. I, I personally have not attended, but there, there are industry shows. Um, the one that I would like to attend is called the world. I, well, I believe it's called the world's money fair. And I, I don't know if every year it's in, I think it's in Munich. I don't know if it's held there every year or if it rotates around location to location. But um, I have wanted to attend that. All right. Yeah. Let's start with your origin story. You started life pursuing what? And okay, then so, one day you stumble upon this coinage business. And here you are designing uh, money for countries that are yes. actual money. Legit. So going back to like grade school, you know, uh, I, I've, I was always doodling and not paying attention. Um, you know, fast forward in time, I started into college and um, I learned about this weird new class called digital graphic design. It, it came very naturally to me. Uh, actually, I, I believe the very first thing I ever made in Photoshop placed like, I think it placed third in a art gallery show. Um, and then graduate from college, I started doing just, just, um, general graphic design, you know, uh, advertisements, trade show booths, stuff like that. And then I got engaged and she was going on to get her master's degree and her PhD. And she decided to go to uh, university of Washington up in, up in Seattle. So we packed our things and I moved up there and I needed a job. And I happened to get a job at this place called Northwest territorial mint. And at the time, it was the largest private mint in the United States. So private mint basically makes everything but money. So they're making silver and gold, platinum, you know, palladium, bullion, and uh, metals and tokens, you know, basically things that you would mint. And I started there as the grunt. And then I eventually worked my way up through the ranks. And they never bestowed me with the title of art director. Um, but I was basically the art director and, uh, I would, if, if let's say a sales rep was on the phone with a client, they were having a particularly difficult time. They would call me up and, you know, I would jump on the phone with them and explain the process or make suggestions and basically do their job and sell the product for them. Um, I would give tours when people would come in and, you know, to, to see the facility and uh, like I said, eventually I left there with a, I don't want to say a thorough understanding, but how about a very deep understanding of how the process was done? Um, I, you know, it could just, it, it's all semi-relevant. So I eventually, I got divorced. I also disclaimer, she is a lovely woman. I still talk to her to this day. Um, but I got divorced. I had no wife. I had 
no real friends. And while I loved my job, I hated my employer. And I started looking for new work literally anywhere in the world, as long as it was a place of interest. And I happened to find a job back here in Southern California. So I packed my things up and I, I moved back to where I came from. <laughs> and uh, I, I upgraded and, you know, now I live on the beach, but, um, you know, I, I moved back here. And so I was hired to be the art director. And it turns out that that is not what they wanted. They actually pulled me up into the vice president's office, who's actually the person uh, office who actually, he's the one that hired me. And I was sitting in there with the COO and the vice president. And they basically said, we hired you under false pretenses. We don't want you to be the art director. We just want you to assign work. And, I, you know, uh, uh, okay, you know, this is, you know, in my head, I'm like, this isn't what I signed up for. So I immediately started looking for new work. And in that process, I, uh, I, I sent out a bunch of emails. I found a website that listed all these, these mints around the world. And I was like, you know, I was kind of good at that coin thing. Maybe I could get some side work. And I happened to get one response. I probably sent out about 20 emails, but I only got one response. And that was a, a, there's a little tiny minting facility in Fullerton called Beck's Engraving. And they're like, hey, yeah, we know who you are. We cut all the dyes for your former employer up in Seattle. And uh, so I started doing a little teeny bit of work from, for them. And then an old colleague of mine. So I, I'm a designer. And an old colleague of mine, Heidi Waswee, she's a sculptor. I mean, she also does design work, but she's a, she's a sculptor. And uh, she would cut dyes. Or, or, uh, she would sculpt dyes, which I could get into later if you'd like, for my former employer up in Seattle. So that's how she knew me. And she, she dropped me an email. She says, hey, I have a client I can no longer do design work for. I don't have time. Would you like a recommendation? Yeah, sure. So she gave me a recommendation, and that was to a company called Osborne Coinage based out of Cincinnati. So now I had two clients. And basically, besides that first email that I sent to Bex Engraving, every, um, let me just make sure. Yeah, every, every client I have now was all through word of mouth and recommendation. And so I went from one client to two clients and then from, through recommendations, you know, two to three, three to four, four to five, and just kept going up. And eventually it led me into federal work. And uh, so, you know, I, I got, I got connected in it's, it's, on, it's on my, um, my LinkedIn page and resume. So it, it is public knowledge. So I can say that I do design work mm -hmm. for the Royal Canadian Mint. Nice. So, wow, that's uh, that was quite detailed, which is fantastic, because I, I love hearing how uh, sometimes how we think our life is going to work out doesn't work out in that direction. But you end up where you just where you need to be. Um, so are you at liberty to say which countries you've uh, you've done some work for? No. Um, you're not allowed to do that? No, I'm not even allowed to put it in my portfolio. Oh, my. It is, it is completely 100% anonymous. Let me, let, me, let me slightly revise that. My federal work is completely anonymous. Um, I have asked if I am allowed to put it in my... Like when I applied to the U.S. federal mint, 
which is an, a story all to itself. When I applied to the U.S. Federal Mint, I I asked if I'm allowed to put pieces that I'm particularly proud of in my portfolio to present to the to the U.S. Mint, and I was told carte blanche, no. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. I can understand but, why. What, what, what it has what what I what I the workaround I I've learned when I do have a new client that is approaching me. Normally, they already know who I am, so it's not a big deal. But there has been a few incidents instances where they have said, can you show me some work? And I will say, (laughs) no, no, I cannot. But what I can do is I could show you this kind of work. And on top of that, look who gave you my information. You know, I was recommended to you by X. And this particular institution is... Uh, well respected. So, uh, therefore, yeah, yeah. Therefore, you have to trust their recommendation. I would normally follow that up with, "I'm happy to do a uh, a hypothetical project, a test project, so you can see what it's like to work with me and what you could expect to have delivered." And then they normally end up saying, "Don't worry about it. We got this. Let's right. just get to work." Got it. So now, did you have to go through some? Do you go through some serious vetting? As far as you know, do they have to do a background check on you? Are you like bonded or something? I mean, you're kind of like high risk. (laughs) No, no, I can't imagine because, you know, someone like you can probably do they wonder whether you can make, you know, a fake currency to pass around? No, it's it's simply just not possible. I I mean, the machineries themselves weigh tons, you know, the weight in the machinery. Okay, no, no, Um, hang on. Before you even go down that route, did you do you get vetted or do you have to get vetted? Um, when you were applying for the federal government, for instance, you know, it's getting to be a while ago, so I really don't remember. But I do have a very thick non-disclosure agreement that I've had to sign. Uh Got it. And I do. I am required to. um, I I do carry an insurance policy. So, I mean, there, there are requirements, you know, it just, just for the sake of not doing anything stupid, I probably shouldn't get into that kind of detail, mm-hmm. but they certainly have information about me. And I, like I said, I do have to have a very hefty insurance policy and um, well, and then, like I said, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not allowed to disclose like who I've worked for or stuff like Got that. Got it. Yeah. And I, and I will not ask you to, at least not, not recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we, we are spilling some tea. Wouldn't you say my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my schmoopies. Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm more likely to stick with a healthy habit if I know why it's helping me. And that's why I'm happy that we are now being sponsored by Peak Tea. Now, why do I love Peak Tea so much? Well, other than the obvious fact that they are sponsoring the podcast, they are also offering you, my listeners, my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my schmoopies, a discount. Fockery5, 5% at everything you order. Uh, Use code Fockery5 at checkout. But back to why. So, Here's what I found out. 
there are three secrets to unlocking the benefits of plants and to maximize the health potentials. Number one, antioxidants. They are known as nature's cleanup crew. Uh, they are found in green tea, black tea, elderberry, turmeric, all things that they have. Antioxidants help protect cells against harmful effects and free radicals and oxidative stress resulting from aging, environmental toxins, and more. And uh, number two, science tells us the benefits of the plants are groundbreaking. But why are so many experiencing minimal benefits? Well, because the key to getting the most nature has to offer is lies in its quality, quality. Well, peak tea takes the highest quality plant ingredients from supreme sources, like from Aswan, Egypt to Kagoshima, Japan. They then extract the bioactive compounds in the tea and the super plants at cold to low temperatures for up to eight hours using uh, what they call the cold extraction technology. And the final result, it's an amazing antioxidants. The antioxidants are actually preserved in whole form. And finally, radiant health. My gosh, Radiant Health comes with consistency and Peak Tea's products are designed to be simple, effective, and enjoyable. Trust me, take it from someone who is now a Peak Tea fan and addict. I do their Puer Tea, great for your microbiome. Their green tea in the afternoon. Oh, by the way, the Puer has gotten me off coffee in the mornings. Oh, my New York just came out. Off, get off of me. <laughs> uh, if you hop over to our uh, Instagram page, you will see the tea, what it looks like. Their matcha is to die for. But here's the thing you will never want to use a tea bag again because they come in crystal forms. All you have to do is just add hot or cold water to your peak tea crystals and done, 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 done. Go to peaktea.com. That's P I Q U E. TEA.com. Links and show notes, of course. And use discount code FOCKERY5 at checkout for 5%. Whenever you need a little pick me up, just get some pick tea. Pick tea. All right, back to the show. Hey, listeners. The term self care is thrown around a lot these days, and deservedly so. And I think we can all agree that mental health is part of self care. And one of the many reasons we tell ourselves is lack of time and money. Well, betterhelp.com is the world's largest counseling service. It's not a crisis line, it's not self help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Now, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed, accredited, and board certified therapist in under 24 hours. Therapy from the comfort of your own space. What could be better than that? You can schedule weekly video sessions or phone sessions with your own personal counselor. You can log into your account at any time from anywhere to send a message to your counselor. And BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change your counselor if you ever needed to. Um, it's very affordable. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available so get started today and you as a what the fuckery listener get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash fuckery 10 again that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com forward slash fuckery 10 in fact use fuckery 10 as a promo code and discount code anytime and anywhere you um use our sponsors okay back to our program 
you get the job. What kind of information do you need to gather from them for inspiration to like, what are some questions you have to have? Or do you have carte blanche to, you know, design who, whatever you want? So I, w- I will put this in a totally hypothetical. Everything context. is hypothetical. I'm, I'm going to use a completely random co- uh, country off the top of my head and just, just make something up just completely. So let's say, what's a, what's a good country? Nepal. Nepal is a good country. So let's say Nepal goes, we want to do a new currency suite. It doesn't have to be a suite. It could literally just be one, one coin, but it could, it could be a suite. But we're just going to use it. We're going to use a suite. So let's say that's, that's uh, one cent, five cent, 10 cent, 25, 50, $1, $5. So we'll say seven pieces. Uh, so they could come in and they could go, well, they already know the denominations that they want. So I already know, okay, I have to feature these numbers on there. And we'll just, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the denomination is. I, I, don't, I don't know. Because uh, in the U.S. we use dollars, Canada uses well, dollars. Well, you're staying with your hypothetical. Yeah. So, so we know you okay. have to have one, five, ten. Okay. Yeah. So we, let's say I, I know I need to feature on on each piece. I need to feature the, either the words or the number, one cent, five cent, ten cent, and so on. And let's say I need to feature the word Nepal, and I need to feature the year. So let's just say 2021. So that's the mandatory. And then also I will get the shape because on every country uses round currency. So it could be square, it could be octagon, hexagon. Um, I call it Spanish flower. So, so it has like a, a kind of a lobed shapes. So they'll, they'll tell me what the shape is. They'll tell me, do I need to have, a, you know, how like on like a, a quarter, it has the little lines on the edge. Mm-hmm. Depending on who you talk to, they'll call it different, uh, something different. Uh, it could be serrated. It could be reeded. I don't know. I'm sure there's other terms. So they'll tell me that kind Those of basics. Yeah. And then they will go, a hypoth- again, a hypothetical. They might go, um, let's do it based off of temples, iconic temples or iconic landmarks. Uh, so, I, I mean, I could be given a theme like that. Where Again, let's just do iconic landmarks. And uh, so, okay, fine. So then I sit down and I will research iconic landmarks. They might provide them to me or I might have to research them. Uh, and it's normally, I call it just creative within constraints. So normally I am given guidance of, of some kind where it, it might be, again, just doing, um, let's do a single denomination. We'll say 25 cent piece. They'll say 25 cents put the country's name, put the year, and we're going to do it themed off of temples. And that could be it. They might not say which temple, they'll just say temples. And then I'll sit down, I'll research the, the, the country. And in this case, again, with an analogy, I'll, I'll research temples. And then I will come back after my research and I'll sit down and I will design something and I'll submit it. And if, I, if I'm lucky, they'll like it. Uh, uh, it's, that's probably my, my preference to work that way with, with a creative within constraints. Um, mostly because if you're, if you're given carte blanche, do whatever. Well, what if you take off in the wrong direction? 
you know, what if I go left? And at the end of the day, they wanted me to go right. So I could and spend a lot of time doing researching and designing and missing the mark, missing the mark, missing the mark. And then it eventually brings me back completely the other direction. Yeah. And you are representing, you know, that that is a very specific, it's like a flag. It belongs to a country. It's significantly part of that country. Anyone from that country, wherever they are, they will recognize that as, oh, this is where I'm from. This is a symbol, an emblem. I mean, I remember uh, when we traveled as as children, we always kept coin the change, the currency from other countries because it was cool to remember where you came from, where you visited. Yeah. Um, yeah, I still have some pounds and pences from, from England. Hilarious. Yeah. I wonder uh, if there... what, one of the things that's important though, when, when you are designing for another country is, you know, let me state the complete obvious first. I am not from that country mm-hmm. and the odds are I have not visited that country. So it's really important to do your research because you don't want it to look like a cliche and they will know. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes absolute sense. Of course, they'll know. Uh, So I'm guessing you and many others are vying for that same to be chosen. Right. Or are you hired first and then they work with you until you get it right? Or they're like, sure, submit. Here are the constraints. Here's what we want. And then there's probably 10 other guys doing the same thing or ladies uh, or she, he, they, them. And uh, people, yeah, humans, <laughs> humans just doing it. And then, you know, they select the one that they want. Is that how that works? I, I can't speak super accurately on this because all I know is my role. So, so when you submit it, are you guaranteed payment no matter what? Yes. But you're not guaranteed that they will mint your design. So Correct. Ah, um, I, I've had many projects that I've designed and I, I consider my part to be the easy part, the design part. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the one negotiating these gigantic contracts. You know, not only are we talking about how much is the country going to pay to have these produced, but how many units, what are the timelines? I mean, and, and blah, blah. I mean, it just goes, I mean, my part's the easy part. Do they like it or not? Yeah. Yes. They the like artist. it. Yeah, so it's the easy part. They, they go, oh, this is cool. We want it. And he's done. Yeah. But then they go, can we afford it? How many, how many, again, it, it becomes a much more complicated process after Which me. you have nothing to do with. I have nothing to do with it. Great. Now, have you seen, do you get, if, if yours do get chosen and minted, do you actually keep them for yourself? I know you can't show me or anyone, but do you, I have seen have never work? seen, I've never seen something I've designed in person. But you know they've been chosen. I know there. I do have currency circulating in. We'll call it at least somewhere around a dozen countries. Wow! And you've not made it a point to go to these countries just so you can touch your own stuff. I would very much like to. You know, COVID really messed that up, actually. Oh, um, okay. Um, but I, yeah, it, it's it, it, and then you know, people always ask, "Do you get free samples?" Yeah. And my, resp- my response is, you don't get free samples of money. Well, you can get a penny. <laughs> so, but I mean, you got you to look at it a little bit different. I know. So let, let's let, again. We're just going to use the Nepal uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. Let's say they place an order for I don't know a million pennies. They need to be delivered a million pennies, and the mint facility has to produce one million. 
Not one million one. I mean, this is to one for my, the artist. This is to my knowledge. They, so they have to deliver a million and they have to produce a million. Granted, there's going to be the, the machines malfunction and it might not feed correctly. So, there, yeah, there will be pieces that are discarded. Mm-hmm. But uh, so if they pulled a piece out of a million and they deliver 999,999, that's, that's not a million. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to get one, I have to acquire it through, let's say. You are visiting that country. Yeah. Visiting the country or exchange sites. And the thing is, you just can't walk into a bank either. Cause I've, I've inquired about this, you know, uh, I, I don't have to tell them why I'm looking for something, but I could go into a bank and go, I'm looking for this. And let's, let's just say it's a, qu- a quarter. They just, they're just going to order uh, a roll of quarters from that country. There's no guarantee. Like they can't go. I want this. Yeah, the one they that looks a, like that. Yeah, they just get sent a roll of quarters. Yeah. So getting the getting it, the best way to acquire it is through uh, travel blogs. Right. Right. Or maybe. Well, yeah, fascinating stuff here. So here's what we are obviously have to talk about. If someone wants to uh, enter this field of yours. How would they go about it? You know, I, um, I, I've seen when it comes to the U.S. federal mint, they sometimes hold uh, like coin competitions. Uh, that would be that would be a, a, certainly a way to get into it. Uh, I, I fell into it by accident, complete mm-hmm. accident. But yeah. I, I would say, well, I'm, I'm kind of revising what I was going to say to you. Um, so the the U.S. federal mint has a very small set of staff artists, like people that are actually on staff, but they use a program called the Artist Infusion Program, and anybody could apply to it. And you're, I'm, I'm not in it, so I can't speak super intelligently about it. But I think when you're chosen, you're you're in it for three, four, five years. And you're given assignments and there's no guarantee your, your design will be chosen because you're competing against other artists that are in the program. Mm-hmm. But I want to say that there's only maybe half a dozen people. No, no, maybe a dozen. I think there's about a dozen people in the artist infusion program. So you could, you could, uh, uh, you could submit work. Like an apprenticeship of sorts, right? Not even an apprenticeship because you're not, you're not vying for a at position. least in this particular program. You're not vying for it's, it's not like they go, Oh, we really like your work. We're going to offer you position. It's when your contract expires, they could renew it. I think twice, I think. So let, let's just say it's a five-year contract. I think you could be in the artist of future program for 10 years. And, and what again, are they doing in this program? They're giving you an opportunity to do your designing you currency. That's it. Just wow. currency, numismatics, bullion. I mean, you're designing stuff, metals. Bullion. What's bullion? Um, silver, gold, platinum, palladium, stuff you buy for uh, monetary value. I see. Where like a numismatic, it has, and again, I'm not an expert in this, so I could be speaking incorrectly. Um, so a numismatic, it's, it, it, it has, well, usually they're much prettier. And it also has, I guess, I guess, I guess you could, you could word it like a government issued collector's piece. How about we go with something like that? 
Um, so it, it has a denomination on it. So let, let's let's say it might it might, it might say a hundred dollars on it, and it it has a collector value to it, but it also has a metal value to it usually. And again, I could be I could be uh, boiling it down too too narrow, but that's a general general idea. It's a government a government issued collector's piece that well, has a monetary sounds- value. Well, it sounds like you take care of the art portion, the design, and the rest is not up to you. Yeah. The metal they use, the value it will have, you have nothing to do with it. All I can say is thank you for enlightening us. Um, listeners, I'm not sure if you are if you were familiar with this term or with this art form or even thought to yourself, I wonder who thought this particular coin up. Well, I'm staring at one of them right now. Uh, Michael, thank you for, for this time. I think we are done. I do want you to, and I do this with every guest, uh, to say goodbye to my listeners the way you, you would say goodbye to a loved one. Or someone you care about? Do you have any cutesy way you say goodbye? Well, I actually, I, I do have a very specific way I, I'd like to sign off, whether it be an email uh, or the unusual letter, is uh, something that my grandma used to say to me. Uh-huh. And, and I, I've, I've adopted this. And she would always say, take care and be well. Aww. So I say to you and to your listeners, take care and be well. Take care and be well indeed. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Wait, pedate, attend, That all means, wait a second, not quite goodbye yet. Wanted to remind you to please write a review so that others can find this awesome podcast. Feel free to share it, send in your topics. I love hearing from you guys. We are building a nice community of What the Fockery listeners. Uh, we have uh Patreon as a great way to support. If you do decide to support on Patreon, what you will get, one of the cool things is you will get to watch the actual video version of most of these recordings on top of, you know, extra things. Uh, Facebook, we have a Facebook page. Come check us out. Come follow and interact, please. Instagram, where you can see the photos of what our uh, guests look like and uh, motivational and inspirational quotes on a daily. And uh, and I want to hear from you guys when I look. I'm looking for guests and certain topics. And I would love if you reached out a little more. I have a few ideas that came through uh, some of you guys. uh, And I have found some experts to come on or people in a certain lifestyle. So please do that. Uh, Like, share the whole bit, the whole kit and caboodle. Okay, now officially. Bye. (laughs) 